0: pursue God's wisdom because it will make all the difference in life if we do. We have a responsibility to educate our children, to, to influence them for God, to learn these ways of God. And so this morning we're going to read from Proverbs 3, verses 1 through 12, if you want to follow along here. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son... He delights in In a similar way, we can speak to our kids and talk to them about love and faithfulness. Be loving and faithful. You're a win a good name with God and man. Trust in the Lord, not in yourself. And he will make your path straight and good. It will be better for you. It will be a blessing to you. Honor the Lord with the first fruits of your life. Be generous with him. Be generous with other people and God will fill your barns to overflowing. Do not resent God's discipline because he takes his delight in you. We as fathers teach our children about life in the Lord, and we want to think about that this morning. Now someone asked, what makes a dad? And they answered it this way. They said, God took the strength of a mountain, the majesty of a tree, the warmth of a summer sun, the calm of a quiet sea, the generous soul of nature, the comforting arm of night, the wisdom of the ages, the power of the eagle's flight, the joy of a morning in spring, the faith of a mustard seed, the patience of eternity, the depth of a family need. Then God combined these qualities. When there was nothing more to add, he knew his masterpiece was complete, and so he called it Dad. Now, I think that's a little bit too flowery for you dads, isn't it? It's like, oh come on, don't compare me to a mountain spring, don't compare me to a bunch of flowers somewhere, or the joy of morning, or the faith of a mustard seed. I mean, that that's not me. And yet there is something to be said there. I I don't know about you, but that's too flowery. We need something more practical, something just just a little more every every day, don't we? And so this morning I appreciated so much another guy whose name is Oris Hubbard who came up with this idea of preaching from his toolbox. So this morning I brought my toolbox. I'm going to preach from the toolbox today. And I hope it will be a benefit to you. Because you guys know about the tools in this toolbox. You've been learning for years how to use them. And maybe still developing some skills. And I know I regularly get hurt by the tools in my toolbox because I'm not sure what I'm doing. But even if you're not a father, I pray that you'll derive some benefit, some application From the same principles of the relationships of your life, whether you're a father or not. Tool number one is an adjustable wrench. Wrench you can adjust to whatever size thing you need to fix or loosen or tighten. This is a reminder to us that fathers need to be adjustable. (laughs) They need to be flexible because all kinds of situations are going to arise and every one of their kids are going to be different. No two situations are exactly the same and when it comes to being a father, one size doesn't fit all. You don't just say, I'm going to approach everything with the same thing. It also means that you need to be flexible and adaptable. Don't be overly strict. Don't be unbending. Don't uh, be so hard and so harsh that nobody wants to be around you. Certainly we need to have standards to live by. And we want our children to know and to live those standards, but enforcing those needs to be done with compassion, with understanding, with grace. And the way you do that with each of your children will be different. So adjust to who they are, adjust to their personality, adjust to their emotional makeup. 1 Thessalonians 2.12 tells us how to work with our children and our grandchildren. Paul, in speaking to these Christians, whom that he brought to the Lord, says, We dealt with you like a father deals with each of his children, encouraging and to the unique needs of each of his children. Second tool, a level. This was actually my dad's level. It, I don't know how old this thing is, but I still use it regularly. A level reminds us that there is a level path to walk on in life. That there is a path that's good and a path that's not so good. That there is what Jesus called the narrow way. And few, he said, are going to find that narrow way. Your children need your help to find that path and to stay on it. A level reminds us that there is a way of life set by God. It is God's decision to choose that. And we must all conform to that. We don't choose our own path. We don't make our own way. We choose God's way and we learn what that is. God said to his people in Jeremiah 31.9, when his people had returned to him after their exile, he said, I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am their father. So it takes deliberate effort for a father to walk on that path and then also to guide his children by his example how to walk on that path themselves. So dads, are we walking on the path? And are we encouraging our children to, to follow that same path from the Lord. Third thing is a pair of pliers. Now you can choose all kinds of pliers in this world. There are needle nose pliers and there are bigger pliers and smaller pliers. And every toolbox needs to have some pliers in it because pliers hold things together. So a father needs to hold together things in his family whenever everyone else appears to be losing their grip. Maybe sometimes it happens in your household, as it's happened in my household on occasion, that the wife and the children are kind of at odds with each other. You come on the scene and everybody's kind of just, there's so much noise, nobody's really listening, nobody's uh, really learning, nobody's really finding a solution to the situation. And sometimes a wise father acts like a pair of pliers to just gently bring everybody together and hold things together long enough to get some solution. to to bring them together so that things can be resolved between them. Colossians 1 talks about Jesus, that he is the one who holds all things together. He is the glue of the universe, in other words. He's the one who keeps things from falling apart. Now, normally, moms are the glue, aren't they? Normally, they're the ones day by day glue things together. They are there more of the time than dad usually, and by nature... They have bonding abilities we men simply don't possess. (laughs) We just have to learn how to bond the way that a mother naturally bonds. But what happens when mom starts to lose it too? When she loses her core, maybe she she gets angrier and she can't think straight at that moment because of everything else that has happened and it just kind of panic has set in to the family. Dad has to step in to hold things together. And he needs to use the pliers that God has given him in his toolbox by having his own attitude, by his own emotions in check and able to come into that situation. Softened so by his very presence, both his size and his strength, Dad can cause everyone to stop their yelling and to take a moment to regain their composure and together to find a solution. We can do this. We can work this out, Dad comes in to say. So, Dad, God wants us to be strong enough in him, that we can be the ones to bring stability to our families in chaotic, difficult times. What else do we have in here? Oh, here's an odd thing to have in a toolbox, cologne. Huh. What an odd thing to have in here. Cologne is an odd thing, but it's a good idea. And this cologne reminds me that one of the greatest things we can do for our children is to love Our wives. One of the best things we can do for our son is to demonstrate what it means to love your wife. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to present her holy and blameless before the Father. Do your children know how much you love their mother? Is it evident in the way you talk to her, in the way that you treat her, in the way you demonstrate your love for her? Is it evident to your children that you adore their mother? Few things can bring greater stability to your child's life than to know that dad and mom actually love each other. And they're in this for the long haul, and they're not going to just split up because of a heated argument they had, or because circumstances got tough. And cologne reminds us of that. Now, you have to be careful. You could break your cologne very easily if it's in your toolbox. So this has to be guarded carefully in your toolbox. Well, there's another thing here. This is an interesting one. It's a rubber mallet. Notice that it's a rubber mallet, not a steel hammer. I've got one of those, too. And if a dad acts like a rubber mallet rather than a steel hammer, it's going to go a whole lot better for him. If You know the old saying, if you only have a hammer, then everything looks like a nail? Some fathers only have a steel hammer. And we know what happens to families like that. We know what they do in disturbing their family and causing so much pain for their family. Fathers sometimes need to do what the Bible calls urging or encouraging. And they need to apply some pressure and some influence on their children to do the right thing. But they must be careful not to urge too hard. And so a rubber hammer is really helpful here, a rubber mallet. In Ephesians 4, Paul says to the Christians in Ephesus, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Now I use this hammer to put lids back on paint cans, don't you? Because if you use the steel hammer, you're going to dent the can, or you might even crush the side of it and ruin the whole paint can. I use a rubber mallet to take wrinkles out of soft metal so that it can be smooth again. I use a rubber mallet when a steel hammer would leave something scarred or broken or damaged in some way. And Father six, uh, Ephesians six four, which Jerry already mentioned this morning, says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Do not get your children all angry and upset. Do not agitate them. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And that had to be said to us, because as fathers, we can easily overdo it. We can come rushing in there with our big steel hammer, or maybe even a sledgehammer and say, I'm going to fix this. And we've broken everybody in sight by the time we're done. We can become too forceful, too firm, too hard-line. So when you correct your children in a difficult situation, remember, God gave you a rubber mallet. And He asked you to be gentle as you do so. Shape and discipline your children, Yes. But do so with gentleness so that you do not make them feel like they will never amount to anything. A father can break a child's spirit faster than anyone. And they can be broken for life if he doesn't go back to fix the damage he has caused. Now, are you using a steel hammer or a rubber mallet? Here's another thing in my toolbox. Shop towels. (laughs) Uh, these are necessary because God's guys make a lot of lot of messes. <laughs> we spill a lot of things, or we're working on something, and it, oh, I forgot to put a tarp down. Oh, I forgot to make sure I was prepared for that eventuality. It's gonna happen. And so shop tools are really necessary. We use them to clean up our mistakes, our, our messes. And and two things. First of all, guys, clean up your own messes. Every wife is saying, hey man, go get them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, because for 30 years I've cleaned up his messes. That's not the only point here, though. The point really is this. If you make a mistake, be man enough to admit it. Be na- man enough to, to, to man up and say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I didn't do the right thing here. I thought I was doing something well, but I met, I, I blew it. And we fathers need to admit to our children that we're not perfect. And if we make a mistake, especially in regard to them, we need to say, I'm sorry. And we're teaching them that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to try and to fail. And if you do, you own up to it. And the person you offended, you apologize. The person whose item you broke, you replace it. You do what you can to mend that. Let these shop towels remind us that we need to seek God's forgiveness also. First John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from unrighteousness. So by your example, guys, you can teach your children how to admit their mistakes and to seek the Lord's forgiveness or the forgiveness of the person that they have offended or hurt. And once mistakes are made, on a shop towels or paper towels, you clean it up, what do you do with it then? You throw it away. And when a person makes a mistake and they admit that and they seek forgiveness and it is given, then we don't carry that mistake around. We don't say, oh, remember, remember what you did? Here's a towel to prove it. I hung on to it because I want to show you what you did to me. Now it's time to move on. And we need to allow each other to move on, and we need to teach our children, admit your mistake, move on, try something else, do something better the next time. Here's another thing used in about every job. It's a tape measure. All kinds of different shapes and sizes, lengths of tape measures. And there are many things in our lives that we need to measure, not just in our shop or in our yard projects, in many different aspects of life. We fathers need to measure something. As fathers, we need to measure our time, don't we? We need to measure our priorities. We need to measure the goals that we have set in life and adjust those By the measurement. And again, the standard is already set. God has already said, here it is. This is how long a foot is. This is what it is. all got to agree or it doesn't work. If everybody comes and says, no, I want a foot to be 11 inches, not 12, it doesn't work. So we live according to standards he set. And we also learn to balance our work and our family life. Too much of either work life or family life can cause failure. No one else can manage your time for you. No one else can manage your priorities for you or your goals in life. No one else can make you successful as a man or as a father. So look to God, find the standard, live according to that standard, and as you measure and balance that all out, things will work. Now here's an interesting tool. What is it? It's a monkey wrench. Why a monkey wrench? Because children have leaky pipes? Well, they do. But that's not my point. I put a monkey wrench in here because fathers need to play with their kids. They need to be able to monkey around with their children. They need to become part of their world and learn to play, like the guy in the video. Are your kids happy to see you coming home each day, or do they run and hide under their beds? Your discipline needs to be balanced by your playfulness. Your times of sternness are balanced by your times with your children when you kind of lose yourself playing with them. And they know that. They know, hey, Dad's just a big kid after all. And he can be a lot of fun to be around. And when you build that kind of a relationship with your children, your teaching and your discipline will mean a whole lot more to them. So that's been eight tools in this toolbox so far. There are many more. Don't have time to go through all of them. And as we look at these, even these eight, you think, boy, that's a lot. You know, I'm a young dad, maybe first-time dad, and maybe I'm learning a whole lot of things, and it's kind of overwhelming. There's no way I could be a dad like that. I can't possibly learn how to use all those different tools and uh, come up with just the right way, the right time to use each of them. And i want to tell you, you're right. (laughs) You can't possibly do it all right. You can't possibly be the kind of dad you need to be without God's help. And that brings us to our final tool. And our final tool is an extension cord. <laughs> As you consider how to teach your children all the tools God has given you to use, you may just want to throw up your hands and say, just forget it, it's too much, I can't possibly do it right, I'm just going to stop. Well, you'll definitely need this tool, an extension cord, because this extension cord helps us to plug into the power of, and the presence, and the strength, and the wisdom of Almighty God. A God who is able to guide us as good and godly fathers. James 1.5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. If you need wisdom, there's where you go. That's what Proverbs said. That's what James says. So I want to encourage you fathers today, As we think of this Father's Day and as we celebrate fatherhood, as we celebrate the possibilities of the influence and the wisdom that you could give to your family, I encourage you to plug into the Lord. To plug into him through worship and through reading his word and through uh, prayer and, and just daily talking to God and seeking his wisdom in your life. Even praying for and with your children. I encourage you this morning to to accept the leadership role that God has given you. Not just to make money and put a roof over your family's head. But to accept the spiritual leadership role that God has given you. Don't try and pass that off on your wife or someone else. Don't give it to our youth minister. Don't give it to our children's workers. Don't make your wife pick up all the slack so that she's the spiritual leader in your family. Because you really don't know much about it. Learn about the ways of the Lord. Learn the wisdom of God and you be the leader because God has designed for you to lead your family in your love for God. Seek the Lord today and let's use all of the tools that God has given us to be godly fathers and grandfathers to our children and grandchildren. Uh, If you're a dad today, uh, I want to pray for you especially But all of us certainly need to seek the wisdom of God. So fathers, let me pray for you right now. Let's pray. Father, I just want to ask you to bless these guys that are fathers. Uh, The responsibility is great. The opportunities are many to fail, to mess up. But there are also many opportunities to succeed and to take great joy in watching our children grow up become the people that you want them to be. I pray for wisdom for these guys. I pray, Lord, that your wisdom would be just showered upon them, it would rain down upon them like the song we sang earlier, and and that their lives would just be filled up with that wisdom as they seek you with their heart and mind and soul and strength. Uh, Lord, I pray that they would take leadership in their families of seeking you out and living for you by the standards that you have given in your word. Help us, Lord, to to live on the path that you've given us, a very narrow path, a path that the world will never teach us or encourage, but a path that you have designed and a path that you enable us to walk. And then by setting that example, then to turn and follow uh, and teach our children to follow you and to love you and to, to serve you with their whole heart. And I pray for our playfulness and I pray for our sternness. I pray for all these tools that somehow you would just bring balance to that and help us to grow in skill and the ability to use these tools to your glory. Bless us this day on this this Father's Day 2014. And may your wisdom be evident in our lives. May your love be evident and may you be praised. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song that is kind of a new song to us still. It's only about third week we've done it. uh, But it's a prayer song, Lord.